podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. It is the Anfield Wrap on Radio City Talk. Neil Atkinson, John Gibbons and Gareth Roberts currently in a Berlin hotel uh, taking it relatively easy. Uh, a brief stop in our journey. We'll come on to what that journey is in a minute. But John, we've got a bit of a break because uh, our younger our younger members of our team have gone to the wrong hotel. <laughs> yeah, they went and did some sightseeing this morning which is which is good of them, I suppose. You know, they want to experience a bit of uh, Berlin history and all that, but... Yeah, they, they left it late as per. The, the timekeeping's shoddy at the best of times and they've managed to go to the wrong hotel as well. So, yeah, interesting one, in it? But, you know, good luck to them. Good luck to them indeed. So we're going to hang on here. We're going to, we're going to start to have a chat to you about our road to Kiev, but also about Liverpool's road to Kiev, what's actually brought us to this point, what we've seen throughout the course of this season and maybe even the back end of last. I've got Gareth Roberts with me and Gareth, we set off yesterday. I say yesterday in the loosest possible sense. It was Thursday, 12.45am that we left Liverpool. We're now in Berlin and by the time people listen to this, we still will, we'll still be at least 200 miles away from Kiev. It's a marathon journey. Yeah, it really is. I think there's about another 840-ish miles to go uh, of a 1700 mile trip uh, and I think when you see those sorts of figures written down and you looked at all the route before we came out and all that you know there's a little bit of trepidation around it all it's like you know I'm going to be alright all that time on a bus 15 of us uh, three people we've never even met before <laughs> in, in the two drivers and, and one of the drivers daughter um, but it's been absolutely brilliant I, I think everyone's got on we've had a laugh we've managed to do a load of podcasts and video for the Anfield Rap so have a look at that um, and I've had a great time I've got, I've got to see another city that I've never been to before in Berlin through football um, and I think that's a huge part of European away is a brilliant sort of side issue if you like that you get to see, see all these places so it, it's really good I'm relaxed I'm, I'm good uh, I'm ready for the next leg of it all um, and yeah I can't wait to get to Kiev and see the Reds in the European final I'm excited are you? I woke up this morning unbelievably excited Gareth yeah. like I was I was giddy this morning I, you know I was reading stuff just that point of it, of it just becoming this real thing I was I'm not going to say my head went because I'm quite I'm really looking forward to this game and I fancy us and I'm not going to I'm not going to become stupidly nervous because I'm excited about watching the Reds I'm more excited than anything else yeah so am I really I'm and, I, and I just think I think they're going to be so up for it I read another thing today I know he's been doing a lot of press in this sort of run but he's a nice fella and he should be as well in a, Andy Robertson I read an I read a story that you know a year ago he was relegated with Hull and for the last Champions League final between Real Madrid and Juventus he got his mates round and they had the curry and watched it on the telly <laughs> and this time he's playing in it yeah. um, you know so that's an absolute dream and I just think when people are living the dream they're bound to put in extra energy they don't want to come this far and lose out so I think you know whatever happens I think Liverpool are almost guaranteed to give a good account of themselves and whether that's enough or we'll wait and see we know Madrid are a good side but I, I think every single one of those players that goes out there in Kiev is going to give everything they've got they're going to leave nothing when they come off the pitch they're going to they're going to know that they've given everything they can and that's all you can ask of them that's all you can ask of them and let's hope it's enough to lift number six I think there's enough ability in the side enough work rate in the side and, and really good spirits in the side which I think has helped to take them this far and I, I'm really looking forward to what I think will be a cracking final 
yeah, I'm excited too. I was thinking this morning, oh, why don't I feel more tired? Because, you know, obviously, like, we haven't had loads of sleep or whatever, but I realised it's because you're buzzing. It's because of the adrenaline. I'm sure that's going to be even more so as it gets closer and closer to the to the kickoff. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> there's some songs going on in the background there I don't know where that's coming from um, but yeah and I just I've been buzzing today off the fact that obviously we've we've had a bit of a longer check than most people until other people are starting so seeing one of my mates are doing seeing people get on planes getting pictures from the door and stuff like that and um, you know just, just buzzing off everyone else's journeys obviously I'm heartbroken for the people who've who've planes have been cancelled and hopefully something gets sorted there but for the ones who are kind of making the checks we're all going on this mad journey and we're all going there because we believe that Liverpool can do it and we believe that Liverpool have got a really good chance in this final uh, just quickly on the, the the people who've had to cancel Gareth and even the talk of the trouble last night in Kiev in general I mean it's it, it's it's easy to say but it's important to say it's very much what you don't want and it is it's been the only frustration with all of this has been the extent to which it's almost become people's lives simply getting there and going through the actions that need to be gone through you know it it, it does feel as though it's just it's all become for, 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 for too many people we're lucky in that our jobs now revolve around football you know what I mean but for other people it's actually just become almost like a job to them and then on top of that the reports last night of violence on great yeah it, it's a shame isn't it and it takes a little bit of the gloss off from being in a European final I mean you know we, we personally know someone who's who's now left high and dry by the situation with the flights and, and, and not only that just sort of the communication around it all as well so not only were the flights cancelled but then the communication from the firm involved you know they were still giving fans hope that they could sort something out and by, but by doing that that meant those fans couldn't look for something else because they were still expecting something to be sorted and then when they get told so late in the day no sorry that's it then he you know, you've got a lad there that we know sat left sitting at home holding a Champions League ticket knowing that yeah he might get some compensation back he'd be reimbursed in, in terms of the, the, the flight and stuff like that but it, it, you know that's a lad who's had his, his dream shattered there you know for, for weeks months whatever well not months but weeks he's been preparing to go to Kiev looking forward to it and he's had that dragged away from him and, and equally yeah, you know the, the violent situation as well you know people are going out there to have a good time to watch the football team to, to live the dream of a football supporter and see your team lift the big one and then to have you know people just indiscriminately attacking people in bars uh, just for some uh, you know for some macho reason to say you know they've done something to English people or Liverpool people or whatever you know grow up um, and, and again it does sort of take a little bit of the shine off it you, you, you end up people are a little bit worried about things when they shouldn't be worried they should have smiles on their faces they should be you know heading to Kiev going this is this is brilliant this is what I'm in it for and yeah the reports of that have just you know a little bit of the shine off Um Let's start at the beginning. Uh, we qualified for it uh, with the Wijnaldum goal against Middlesbrough. Spool that forward a little bit and let's talk about that Hoffenheim performance, John, especially the home performance. I think this is what this is what's got us here. When Gareth said before about he expects Liverpool to give a good account of themselves, one of the things that occurs to me is win, lose, or as has happened occasionally, draw this year in this in, in this competition. I don't think there's a single game where I've come out of it not feeling like Liverpool haven't in some way given a good account of themselves. And the first one for me is that Hoffenheim home performance where you were just staggered at what they could do to this very, very, very good German side. Yeah, Hoffenheim was the toughest draw we could have got on paper, wasn't it? And it was the one people saying to avoid. Uh, they've got a bright young manager and, you know, the German league's one of the strongest in Europe. So it, it was it was looking like it was going to be tough. We got a decent result out there to take to Anfield, but 
at Anfield just just sort of blew them away and that was one of the first signs really of, of what we were capable of doing this season but as you say there's been loads of them you know I think like going to Maribor and scoring seven and things like that and, and people said I was just Maribor but they've, they've got there they've got to the group stages on merit and, and, and we just absolutely tore into them and, and there's been so many performances this this season and so many mini performances if you're like 15-20 minutes of, of games where we've just blown teams away that it makes you think that you know it's it's drilled into them now and, and if they get the opportunity to do that in Kiev you know they, they will do it the, what you saw in that, that, that Hoffenheim game was what John's just said about tearing into them and I think that's one of the one of the markers with one with one exception I'm going to come to it might be after 7 o'clock but I think all the way through this season you've seen you've seen 20 minutes of here and there in games and in domestic games but especially in these European games where it's just been we're about to score the next goal there's nothing you can do about it yeah absolutely um, and, and it's worth remembering that Hoffenheim game was sort of pitched as being really difficult um, you know lots of people saying oh it's the worst possible draw and all this sort of stuff a lot of nerves around it I mean you know it, it is almost a bit of a final in itself in that you know the, the, yeah, win, yeah, you know, point. the, the winner goes through and is in the Champions League the loser's completely out of it and, and looking in you know at, at a huge competition again so it was massive that game and for Liverpool to handle as well as they did you know said something about the team early I thought um, you know the job was done so well um, at Anfield that you, you were just like well what were we all worrying about these lads get it these lads know what they're about they back themselves and I think what's been interesting for me across the course of this season is just sort of the psychology of the manager really and, the, and how he uses it and the place that he gets his players to all the time he's squeezed everything he possibly can out of this, out of this group of players because you know I, I think when you know you write down the players on paper and things like that and compare to other squads then yeah you know in certain ways it doesn't look the strongest but it's not about that you know the manager all the time you know he's not alone in this obviously but emphasises team over individuals and I think they've really bought into that and the spirit has been brilliant throughout I think you can see there's a real togetherness in the squad you know past managers past other clubs you've heard about sort of little cliques and things like that there isn't that at Liverpool right now they, they, they genuinely seem a good set of lads who all like each other who all work each, for each other who all want each other to be successful and that goes a long way that because you know if, if you've got that togetherness in any situation in any workplace then you're going to get the job done more often than not and I think that's what we've seen with Liverpool this season I think the other thing and Gareth pointed out there about the Hoffenheim game when he says it's like a final challenge there's been people saying and I can understand why you know Madrid have got all this experience yeah. because they have you know you can't argue with the fact that this is their fourth final in five years you can't argue with the fact that you know they've made three of the last four and once you know one um, every time they've stepped up stepped up to it you can't argue with that but what what I think you can sort of say is it's firstly it's not like Liverpool don't play massive games anyway being part of Liverpool's being part of a massive club but secondly that Hoffenheim game at Anfield was like a final if you don't win this all your work's been for nothing all the work you did last season was for nothing and all the way through the campaign you've seen them step up in massive games and produce and and trust each other and stay calm yeah and I think that the manager's pointed that out as well when he's been asked about oh, you know the big game experience he said well they've got it you know you said that Middlesbrough game before that was huge last season like massive pressure he got a win you know and it didn't go great for us first half well it was alright but it was a bit frustrating going nil nil and then to come out and do that you know the, the Brighton game he, okay they only needed a draw in the end but they, 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 they did the business and so this is a team that, that does do the business when it matters and I think they can prove that and look Real Madrid's experience is is is, is fair and I think we you can almost guarantee a certain level of performance from Real Madrid but sometimes 
you know, all great teams have had the moment where it's been a game too far and and, and that has been the one where you go, oh, well, this is the end of that team. And, and this could be this one. This could be the one where, you know, they're saying, oh, look, this Real Madrid side that, that's, that's conquered Europe so well over the last few years, you know, it has to end. They're not going to win it forever. And so maybe it's, maybe it's Saturday night. Maybe it is indeed Saturday night. This is the Anfield Wrap on Radio City. So Neil Atkinson, Gareth Roberts and John Gibbons. We will be back with you in a second. That was more than a feeling by Boston. Uh, just drop that in, John, you know what I mean? Just drop that in at the start. Just come back from that part. I know what the songs are. Brilliant. It's a tune as well. Like, it is, it is a tune. when we get the bus. Yeah, top one, number one on. Let's get more than a feeling on by Boston. Let's not miss about. <laughs> Alexa. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's, get it, let's get that thing going. Absolutely get that thing going. One of the things that came through in the group stages, this was back when we would have conversations, and I think it especially comes through... The, the issue that we had around ruthlessness in certain games during the group stages so there's the two severe games we should win both of them we're 3-0 up in one um, and then there's also the, the Spartak Moscow away game where you know we're much the better side and we don't find a way to convert uh, all of the, the, the possession and the chances that we have and it did feel a bit frustrating at that stage deal with the, the, the front end of the pitch in a minute the back end of the pitch obviously the massive difference that's happened since Christmas is Van Dijk yeah, he has. He's been huge in terms of not just his own level of performance, but the calm he gives out to other people, the leadership. Uh, Klopp talks a lot about not dropping deep, and I think he's been key in making sure we're, we're pushed up and we're defending the right line and we're defending aggressively. And I think he's allowed Lovren to flourish a little bit more. Lovren's been much more front foot, I think, since he's come in. You've seen him, you know, winning the ball well, and, and, and you know, it's been a good level of performance from him. He's obviously. You know, given a lot of confidence, you think to Andy Robertson playing alongside him as well. Although I'd maybe argue that Andy Robertson's been a big part of, of why we've been better defensively as well since he's come in. And so, yeah, it's he's, he's made a massive difference. And and you know, I, I you think it's less and less likely that something like that Seville thing will have, would would happen again. Now, generally, not just talking about the Madrid game, but but generally speaking, you think he'd he'd be the one who'd sort of get a grip of it and and the goalkeepers you know he played that night in Seville didn't he and didn't do a lot wrong I don't think actually but you know you you, you fancy he'd be more confident now than, than, than he was that night as well and he'd make more of an effort to, to kind of ensure that wouldn't happen again even you know he's just, even silly things like he's getting better than he's getting better at lying on the ball for a bit and stuff like that you know what I mean yeah. and so yeah so they just all seem much more confident they all seem much more calm they all seem much more assured about how they want to defend collectively and individually and yeah it's good to see it's the other thing for instance the Seville game we miss a penalty Firmino misses the penalty the other thing is which I think you've seen from us and I think that will come on to talk about the Manchester City home performance in that it, it did do both halves of this you get to see when the chances are there I think we have become better at taking them and yeah, I think absolutely. and I think we've become better at taking them ironically since Coutinho was left and I think that's quite a strange thing but I think it's just almost what it's done is it's, it's clarified I think sharpened everyone's minds as to what their responsibility is in that front three they're all the main man now the idea that well if it's not going well we'll just get it to fill and he'll sort it that's disappeared through the season yeah it can be counterproductive that at times I think you've seen that in past Liverpool sides as well I think the one that always jumps out for me is when we had McManaman who was undoubtedly a good player I really liked him I enjoyed watching him but it reached a point quite a few times when he was there where it was like just give it to McManaman and see what he can sort out for us and then he went to Madrid and became a better player because that never had to happen to him absolutely yeah and, and he, prob- he probably enjoyed Madrid more if you, if you got him to speak honestly about it for that reason in that he knew it wasn't on him and he could just enjoy his football and 
you know, I think there was a bit of that with Coutinho. It was give it to Phil, give it to Phil. He's on free kicks, he's on corners. He's, you know, he was a big influence and he was a good player. But I think when he left, it became more about the collective than the individual. And and, and the side has flourished since then. And you know, there's there's threats all over the pitch now, rather than it just being about Phil and a moment of magic from Phil. And we enjoyed, look, we enjoyed watching him, and he was great for Liverpool. And I kind of, you know, a little side story from all this is that. I, I hope some of the ill feeling towards him sort of drifts away now and we can sort of forget about, you know, remember about the good things that he did for Liverpool. I think... Um, a medal. Yeah, and I think the stuff that come out about him, you know, and the way he wanted to leave and all that, I think the more you think about it, you just think, fair enough. Um, he, he saw a dream opportunity there. He really wanted to go. It felt right for him, felt right for his family. And, and look, we can talk about the tactics and the way the, the move was forced and stuff like that. It happens pretty often in modern football and Liverpool have benefited the other way with Van Dijk for instance yeah. <laughs> um, so you know I, I just think you know I, at some point I'd like the moment where you know where you know when Torres returned to Anfield and got a round of applause and everyone sort of forgot about the ill feeling I kind of hoped there's one of them for Coutinho coming up um, Van Dijk is someone who as you say we pulled the same we pulled the same nonsense we got away with it and all I can think of throughout this the second half of the season is the extent to which you know Van Dijk could have played for Manchester City and yeah. right now he could have a he could have a league winner's medal he could have walked into and it's for me it's an astonishing vote of not even a vote of confidence that'd be the wrong way to phrase it it just speaks volumes about him and about what he wants his career to be that he came with us that he backed Klopp that he clearly backed Klopp from whatever they talked about in Blackpool which must have been brilliant <laughs> but he got absolutely stuck into it and you just sort of get the impression with him that you know this is he's, he's, he's to the man of born with this stuff you know you, you, this final tomorrow he will he will saunter around like well this is first this is what I signed up for but secondly this is what I was born to do yeah yeah that's what you that's a sense you get from him isn't it no matter how big these games are and they're getting bigger and bigger and now going to culminate in the final every time you look at him and he's just like I deserve to be here I'm this good and he, he, he's just he's just got that confidence about him which I think drifts into you know how the teammates play and as well I, I, you know I certainly think if I was playing football at that level and I'm walking out looking at Van Dijk I'm like yes he's, he's on my side he's on ours. Yeah, yeah and that's fantastic so big he, he's, he's absolutely huge but he's, he's also I mean I think what you're touching on there Neil's interesting in that he's obviously an intelligent fella as well I mean it'd be fantastic if we ever got down to sit, sit with him because I think he'd be brilliant for an interview and he's, he's an interesting fella and you know like you say he could have just you know gone for the money or gone for guaranteed success in inverted commas by going to other clubs but he chose Liverpool because it felt right for him and it looks like he's enjoyed every step of the journey so far and yeah I can't wait to see him go head to head with some of Madrid stars because there's, there's every chance he doesn't give them a sniff well, there's, there's, that's one of the things that's occurring to me I mean, this is a show where we're looking back on the season and looking ahead to the game John you know we can't you can't stop the excitement but that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is the idea of what do they do about him and they're going to try and play on him because you're sort of I think we've got to the point now watching us domestically where people have sort of packed that in to be honest with you and the thoughts how do we just try to ensure he's not really involved too much whereas you sort of wonder if, with Madrid if they will have the idea of well all that can get the better of him and if so you know I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that play out yeah I mean look how teams have targeted us is is between Lothar and Trent haven't they and that's where teams have looked to go at us and it'll be interesting to see if Madrid try to do that as a tactic or or, or just trust the attacking players and the attacking instincts and, and to play their own game and to, to work it out as they go if they like so that'll be one interesting tactical things where you see some of them you know 
diagonal balls, whether they look to place someone directly on Trent or looking to get into that gap between between Trent and and, and Lovren. So so that, so that'll be one. But yeah, Van Dijk, I don't think they'll certainly be targeting as a weak link, will they? They won't be targeting as a weak link. What we've got going forward is, I think, Gareth, we've got to got to get these lads now showed for me and we'll talk about it a bit more after the break as well they showed for me what they could do in that Porto game the Porto game I think is it'll become overlooked because there was other big games around the time there was even the Man City 4-3 there's been other games through the season because it was Porto but that 5-0 is one of the most complete European performances any Liverpool side ever has put in yeah it was the one where you thought hello Hello, we can go far. We can we, we can do something here, and I think it's it's the one where people started to sit up and take notice. Again, think back to how that game was pitched. It was a it was a, a team that everyone was saying has got nous, has got experience in Europe, is unbeaten at home, is is running away, you know, with a really good record in their own league. All this kind of thing. It was pitched as a very difficult game, and Liverpool just go there, blow them away, and, and they can't cope with Liverpool's football. You know, the, the, the determination, the quality, the skill and they had no answers and I think it was the moment as I say where everyone went wow okay that's special that's alright and then of course you'd have the distractors who all of a sudden say well Porto are grim and it's like well hang on you weren't saying that two days ago so yeah I think that was a big moment in the season for me as I say and I think a lot of the pundits and stuff started talking about Liverpool as potentially you know a good knockout side that could go far perhaps hasn't got the squad to compete in the league but on its day can beat anyone. It was around that sort of time we began to talk about Mo Salah. Uh, it was around that sort of time he began to put the numbers in. It was around that sort of time he began to really build and look as though he was going to become the footballer who could terrify people. We'll talk about that after seven o'clock. We'll also have a chat about those Manchester City games and what they can tell us about this Real Madrid game. We'll also be talking about our experiences in Rome uh, and how Rome, that game against AS Roma played out for Liverpool. And of course, we will be looking ahead to the big one too, Liverpool's eighth Champions League final. There are times, some days, I remember doing this and having to do these shows, me and you, John, where you were trying to you were trying to summon up enthusiasm for, uh, for, 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 for a for a dead end game in the middle of, in the middle of March yeah. where nothing's riding on it yeah. uh, right now. This is the thing and the whole of the thing. Yeah, massively. You know, you know, you, you try to say, well, let's look out for some things for next season and things like that. Can we get a bit of momentum going and, and take it into next year? What young players do you want to look at? You know, that's 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 all out the window now now it's all about this massive game of football you know it's not about five things you're going to learn it's not about kind of you know thinking ahead for next season it's a massive game it's a knockout cup final and I think Liverpool are ready for it there we are this is the Anfield Rap on Radio City Talk back in a bit it is our Reds Bet partnership, the Anfield Rap in partnership with the Reds Bet for 2018. And they've got us a European Cup final, John. I'm not saying the two things are linked, but they've obviously got better odds. Yeah, when we were saying like the, the specials, you know, we were going to do for Reds Bet this year, like, I don't think the European Cup final necessarily came up in, in January meetings, but uh, unlucky state's happened. <laughs> no, there's definitely an element of that. Uh, we went to Manchester and I actually said in the meeting when we were in Manchester, said, because we've done the special show for them this week, that's what the review was, the preview of the review. But I didn't remember, I remember saying, so, you know, if we get to Kiev and they were like, yeah, yeah, if you get to Kiev, I was like, no, if we get to Kiev, lads, we'll do something and we'll have that be one of the specials. Yeah, it's always, always nice to get one over on Man- Mancunians, isn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah, great. But what have, what have they got for us anyway? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to find out. So we've got our own ones. Uh, so that, that's tremendous. So there's Anfield oh, yeah, specials. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Henderson to score first and Liverpool win 1-0 in normal time. 250 to 1. I mean, it's big odds, isn't it? I'm always tempted by a bit of a mad one. Um, I think it's more of the scoreline that puts me off rather than the scorer. 
I couldn't agree more. I, I can imagine Liverpool winning and Jordan Henderson scoring. What I actually find a little bit difficult is the 1 0. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be end to end. I think it's going to be a lot of great attacking football, and I think there's going to be goals. So, yeah, but, but can't argue with 250 to 1. Uh, sweet 16. Uh, Liverpool to win to nil in normal time. 9 to 2. Yeah, I, th- I think I think both teams will score. I think nine to two is maybe a little bit short, but you never know. Winner Aldum, Giorgio <laughs> win Aldum to score last, and Liverpool to win on no- win in normal time, fifty to one for a win Aldum winner. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, I sort of predicted that, didn't I? When we did the five live thing early in the week, so that's not that's not too bad. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see how that happens, especially he's now got to get a goal in in Europe away from home. And the last one. Sixth sense, Liverpool to win on penalties, 14 to 1. Odds aren't bad, I just don't want it to happen. So I'm just trying not to think about it too much. So if I offered you a Liverpool win on penalties now guaranteed, you would take it? Of course I'd take it, yeah, but but the the, the process will will be tough. (laughs) Process will be too much. They've got their own specials as well. I'll go through a few of them. Um, What have we got here? Cops and Robbo. Andy Robertson to score at any time in normal, any time in normal time, 14 to 1. Yeah, it's funny because I he got his first goal the other week, didn't he? And I probably thought it was a bit of a shame because I thought he was saving it for the final. We've had left-back heroes before, Alan Kennedy racing through. Robbo could do it. I think he fancy himself. I don't think 14s is too bad. Uh, next one, uh, Loris to the rescue. Madrid to miss a penalty in normal time. <laughs> what else is that? 11s. Oh, I, I mean, it'd be good. I'd enjoy that. Cristiano Ronaldo looking all confused about why he hasn't been brilliant. It's one of my, yeah, it's a nice thing in football. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a fun one, that is, isn't it? Why not? Maybe with Four play. Liverpool to win. <laughs> and four or more goals in normal time is six to one. Were you all saying four two? Yeah. So you, you're tempted by that? Very tempted by that six to one. Yeah, six to one. Yeah, I think, look, I think if Liverpool are going to win, they're going to need three or four and I do think it's going to be in normal time personally I don't see extra time coming I think I think it'll be sorted in the 90s so yeah not a bad bet not a bad bet says John uh, on the whole uh, we are p- proud to partner with uh, with the Reds bet uh, around this this European campaign and the year as a whole and also just to sort of mention we did discuss the other day the Shrewsbury work that's been done there more and more work of, of the work that fans bet and Reds bet have been doing across the course of the year listen we're not saying go and gamble if you don't already if you don't that's absolutely sound but if you do why not consider moving over to Reds Bet uh, signing up getting an account with them and going from there uh, we'd like you to do that if you, if, if you are someone who enjoys a gamble on the football and if you do so on Liverpool uh, you've got these specials and other things on there as well but if you are going to gamble be gamble aware that's begambleaware.org uh, do be over 18 and uh, we'll get back now we'll get back on with the crux of the show Welcome back into the Anfield app on Radio City Talk. Before the break, we were talking about Mo Salah. We were talking about that sort of moment in January slash February, John, where for me it went from watching him and the idea that this lad is is clearly really, really good, potentially brilliant, to just accepting that he's actually just currently brilliant. And I think the Porto game is a massive part in that. I think the Porto game is the one where you're looking at him going, my word, no one can live with this. It's all the quality. It's not just sticking it in the back of the net. Yeah, it's... Ken Early, who's an Irish writer who writes very well on every, just about everything, uh, has written something really good on Mo Salah this week, and he talked about 
remembering the, the journey he's gone through and not just the, the fact that you know the story everyone knows about you know you know raised in Egypt and in this village and the community and thing like that but just the journey he's gone through this season and that um, he, he starts all right he, I think he's, he gets three goals in the first five games uh, before an international break so he's doing okay and then uh, and then the one after that's the Man City game where he misses a few chances um, and then there's a, there's a few round there as well that's, that's maybe similar where he's scoring but it's not it's, it's he's not exactly lighting it up uh, and then there's a few people saying you know oh, he's, a, he's a very talented player but he's not clinical or he's a bit wasteful in front of goal and those are the conversations we were having this season about the PFA player of the year and everyone's player of the year and then Ken actually points to the Everton game which is in December as the one where everyone goes oh aye aye because he scores a brilliant goal out of nothing and, and I think from there he's, he goes 11 and 10 and, and, and he, he really starts to show his prowess as a goal scorer, as you say, his all-round ability, then his confidence has just grown from there, really. And I think that Porto game is an example of where he has got a swagger about him. You know, he's doing keepy-ups, isn't he? He's where he where he does like the great players always just seem to have a little bit more time than anyone else you know it seems to freeze for him and he can figure out exactly what he wants to do and then and then press play and go and everyone else is, is scratching around you know he's just a Watford game isn't there where he sends three players the wrong way with one spin and and you know he just seems to be you know on a kind of higher level than everyone else and seems to believe that and he's 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 coped with it really well as well in terms of, and what I mean by that as well, he he's, he's obviously believes that this is where he should be. And I think some players go on a little streak and, you know, not panic, but but think, oh, wow, this is this is going a bit well. It can't possibly last. Whereas he's he's taken all in stride and he's going, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. This is why I came back to England to to prove that I wasn't this flop, that I wasn't this, you know, kid who, who's you know had a bit of talent but didn't really know what he was doing. This is this is why I'm here. I'm here to show you what a top player I am and, and that's been his attitude ever since he's been banging them in and that's why I think his, his mindset will be completely fine for Saturday I think he thinks this is where I should be I belong on the biggest stage and I'm going to show the whole world what I'm about he's, Yeah he's never looked overawed has he by anything uh, I think you're right John and that you know th- this is where he feels he should be um, Roma was just sort of you know, a stop off almost. I'm sure they won't appreciate it being that. But I mean, we we've had that, haven't we? Where we talk about we don't want to be the stepping stone, but Roma was a stepping stone for him. Little speller Fiorentina as well. This is obviously where he wants to be, where he wants to play, and all the people around him, family, friends, agents, all the rest of it, all say that he's really happy at Liverpool, really happy about what Liverpool's done for him. And they expect them to stay. They expect them not to go anywhere. And there doesn't seem to be any big talk, thankfully, uh, about him going anywhere else. You know, the, the, there is that sort of mindset of, oh, well, I'm sure someone's going to come in and pay X for him and, and Liverpool oversell. But he's not going anywhere. He's enjoying himself. He's playing football with a smile on his face. And, and it, the thing that always stands out for me just is the calmness of it all. I think I see, I've seen Gerard talking about this the other day as well. And, and that's Stephen Gerrard, you know, one of the best players to play for Liverpool. And he's talking about it impresses him what you know Mo Salah's calmness and and it's it just you know you get the ball in the box when you're playing football there is that little bit of a panic in you like I'm so close here to, to scoring a goal and to be able to take another touch or make sure or choose in your head very very quickly what the finish is, is going to be and it almost nine times out of ten is right is a special skill 
think the calmness is why people have responded to him as a person, Gareth. Because you know, I'll I'll use the Suarez example. Suarez, it, there was never a calmness. No. It was <laughs> absolutely not, mate. There was never a calmness. That he was capable of arguing with himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. And there was never there was never sort of a moment. You know, he was never he never came across like he was at peace with everything that was going on around him. Far from it. He has his best season for Liverpool after having refused to play. For, or oh, sorry, after on the back of a ban, but also he was refusing to do pre-season yeah. at the time. You know, all of that's going on, and. Whereas on the other hand, Salah it just does seem to, and I think as I say, this is why people have. You see him through his football, you get the impression, you know, he's, he is very much sort of grown into himself as a human, which is difficult to say about someone who you've never met or had a conversation with. But when someone's got that sort of aura of just of of of, of, of peacefulness, yeah, that, that, that that's where you you can go. Yeah, I understand this fella, and I'll always remember him in front of us at City after he scored. Yeah. And where I, I like, I always think about this scene through his eyes because what's he looking at? Because I know. Yeah. What we were looking at, but he was—he must have been looking at this going, "This is bedlam," and yet he himself was just stood there, like, "Yep, yeah, this is me in my moments." Yeah, absolutely, and and that finish—that finish is brilliant, isn't it? I mean, being compared to to Kenny Dalglish and stuff, and and he's obviously another player who, you know, just always knew confidence in his own ability, confidence in where he was going in the game, confident that he could score on the biggest stages over and over again, and he did it over and over again. And Mo's got that as well, and I think I, I don't think those those comparisons with Kenny are unfair at all. I, th- I think I think there's something very similar in the two of them. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right in that. He just feels this is where he should be, and, and peace is a very good word for it. He just, his family life looks like it's sorted. He, he's very, he seems to enjoy and like going back to Egypt and making an, an impact on on the area he's come from. And again, how can you not like that? Um, you know, he's involved himself in the the Muslim community in Liverpool as well. Uh, he's now a bit of a figurehead for them as well, which is brilliant. Um, everything about the man, there's nothing not to like, is there? And, and the grin on his face, but it wasn't a grin that day at Man City, was it? It was just a, yeah, this is it. Have some of this. This, yeah. this, is, this is how I, I pictured it before I came out on the pitch. I've scored a brilliant goal. I knew they'd all be going mad there. Looks good, that. Reminds <laughs> me of, reminds me of when you're watching kind of a, an Oasis gig from like the drummer's point of view and the, and the yeah. crowd are going, and the, Liam Gallagher's just perfectly still, isn't he? And he's just like a boxer waiting to throw a jab and, and everything in front of him is just going absolutely mad. It sort of reminded me of that. And it's like, that's, you know, it's, it was just a really cool and thanks to it was it was great because BT Sport put all the angles out in the like yeah. the eight oh nine angles on 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 the, on the Twitter and it, it allowed you to see like what it what it must have looked like for him and yeah limbs <laughs> limbs absolutely everywhere the the other player who scores in that game the game against Manchester City is for me you know John and I think that this is this this has really been quietly his season this is the season where he he has also asserted himself asserted himself within this team and again I think that that you can't talk about that without also referring to what we talked about uh, before seven o'clock in in Coutinho going. Yeah. I think that that's really allowed him to just to to make a decision, a conscious personal decision, to become as centre stage as he can. Yeah, he has, and and I was a bit worried about him when Coutinho left because obviously he was his, his, his a close friend and uh, you know compatriots. I know that the families were close, and he's, he'd had a bit of a tough time himself, and he'd had, he'd had a break in and then the, 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 the drink driving thing as well. So I was thinking, oh, is he going to start looking at well, maybe where can I go and things like that? But instead, he's just. Like like a lot of them have to be fair, like just just taking it on themselves to 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 spread you know the the burden of losing Coutinho around the other players and just say, well, we'll, we'll just start yeah. collectively contributing what he used to and and it's worked really well for me. You know, he's had his best ever season in terms of a return and 
you can see him going better again next year because I think there is more to come from him. I think you know that the more he gets used to this role in the team and and you know the more he gets used to being quite often the furthest man forward, that the better he, he will he will get at. I think there's a few more kind of sniffer goals from him if you like and and things like that that'll that'll come with time. And yeah, I think his attitude's been brilliant. I think you know it's. He's, he's, he's a great footballer and, and you know he must be Mo Salah must absolutely adore playing with him Sadio Mane must absolutely adore playing with him just because of the work he puts in for the team and his, his selflessness and he's just added so much more to his game in terms of you know toughness in terms of you know holding the ball up you know he, he can take it down off his chest crouchy style almost can he and he's like six inches shorter than him you know and it must be a nightmare to defend against it's the the journey that you've seen through these games, Gareth, with him, I think, you know, you get you've got to see exactly what that means for him. And you've got to see also when we talk about that Roma game, you know, it's almost a complete performance from Firmino. It's got absolutely everything and it's it's a it's a performance where you can just imagine being those Roma players post match looking at each other like well who was meant to be dealing with them? Yeah. And there's four of them probably almost going, Well, who was meant to be dealing with them? And the fact is he was he's able to get the better of 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 of, of, of opponents, not just one on one, two on one, three on one, even against a four. Yeah, I mean, we've talked before, haven't we, about how individual players are really important at times to assist them or, or setting a tone. And like, you know, the, the, the one for Liverpool for ages was always, you know, Lalana sets the tone for pressing and things like that. He, he's the first to go and press and things like that. I, I, I think with Firmino, he sets the tone in terms of his will. You know, he decides that he wants to win a game sometimes and you can see it in him and, and it's just this raw energy over and over again and the, the work he does in the middle of the park to win the ball back all the time. When you said before, it's a nightmare to deal with. It's a nightmare for the other team to build and try and create something because he's always snapping around your heels. He, you know, he, he puts in a decent tackle. It, like if he didn't have loads of ability and he wasn't Brazilian and he wasn't able to score 27 brilliant goals or whatever it was, he'd actually be a good centre mid put, putting his foot yeah. in. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And, and yeah, he's got both, and that's why he's so special. And I think the problem, if, it, if you want to call that a very nice problem to have, is who is another player similar to him that you get in? You, you say, you know, that touch would it never happens, but, but if Bobby does have a, an injury or whatever, who's the, who's the fella that's like him? And it's hard. You look around world football, you look, look through the league, mm. not loads of people that are like Firmino. I mean, yeah, we've got something special on our hands. Yeah, and that's that's going to be tricky if we, if we not want to replace him, but you want someone who's able to come in for him and things like that. But I think the three of them are an example to, to young players at this football club or young players anyway, really, about... You know how hard they work because I've seen and we, well, we've all seen players who are nowhere near as talented as, as Salah, Mane, or Firmino. Think they're too good to track back or they're too good to press or you know I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that. I'll just just get me the ball and I'll show you what we can do. And and th- th- there's no attitude about that at all. There's no like you know I'll, 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 I better just close them down because the managers asked me to. They, they seem to just really enjoy it. They seem to really get into it and they and they've bought into it because they know how dangerous we are when we can win the ball high up and they know that it's you know if I'm pressing it means he's pressing and that means one of us is more likely to get a goal. And they just the, the willingness to work as well as their the quality I think are just a great example to, to the likes of, of Harry Wilson or Ben Woodburn or any of them who are looking to kind of make it out of Liverpool uh, Indeed, indeed listen, this is Radiohead and this is Creep that was Radiohead with Creep That was accidentally my wedding song you know 
Is that true? Yeah, because someone said, oh, do you want to do a wedding song? And I was, because uh, I had two bands playing my wedding, and one of them was uh, Splinter Dukes, like a ukulele band. They said, oh, no, we're not going to do it. I don't want a wedding song. And then, like, they, they did Creep by Radio, they do a nice version of it. And then, like, me and Laura just had a bit of a, like, a waltz to it and that. And then we realised that it's such a weird wedding song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange first dance. Yeah. Um, I want to start with, I uh, want to come back to talking about the front three. I want to go with Manny next up in that I think those two games against Roma were his sort of, you know, they've all had moments through the yeah. season where they've gone absolutely like embodied something and I think that Manny grabs Roma by the scruff of the neck, John. He absolutely runs with it. Yeah, I thought, especially away, he's he's our best player by, by a distance. Um, I think he's really come into his own last couple of months generally, which, you know, is... Is, is fine, you know, different players peaking at different parts of the seasons, kind of almost what it's all about, really. That's that's how like titles are won and that's how things like that. So so he's he's really coming to his own. It's his it's his strength that's really impressed me recently in that um how how he can dribble so quickly and then take a knock and then just stay stay on. Stay stay with the ball and just keep going like nothing's happening, you know, is is really impressive really. He's 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 got must have a great sense of gravity, sense of gravity. Sorry, and must have a, a kind of great balance because, as I say, like if he if he doesn't want to be knocked off the ball, he just, he just won't be. And I think is that's added added something really, and his, his, his dribbling, especially from a little bit deeper, which he has been a little bit, is it's been a real asset for us. Someone who can just carry it thirty yards, no matter what what pressure he's under, is is a real asset. Uh, midfield, what John mentions there, and I actually think he's come on since he's been asked to do more, more midfield work and I think he's got to grips with it but I also think he's enjoyed it and that's the other thing you know that idea that it, when there is a physical battle he says yeah okay let's have some yeah he likes it doesn't he and I, I've enjoyed watching that and yeah he, he gets involved he, he's moved, his position seems to have developed a little bit he, he's gone deeper at times he's almost look, looked like a little bit of a 10 at times but you know it, it's fluid isn't it they all sort of move around a bit and that's why they're so hard to defend against I think it's worth saying as well about sort of the, the little journey that he's had this season in that you know there, there was a time there where there was talk around him about you know he's struggling a little bit here you know there's the, the, the game against Everton where he's sort of almost laughing at himself at about about how badly he's playing if you like um, and you know a lot of the questions focused on you well, well what's Klopp done and was there a big chat and how does he get him out of this he got him, he just got himself out of it yeah. I don't think there was a big chat specifically I think you know there may be where some, some words exchanged but if you read about Klopp's management and there's been more and more on that as we as we've been more successful this season he's not really what he expects them to sort a lot of that out for themselves it's not like he's like this guru who's sitting them down saying okay well you did this 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 and this you know he gives yeah gives them video clips but a lot of the time it's like I expect you to be able to sort this out you sort your head out you sort your form out however you can find the way and he's found the way he's found the way and like you say ended up flourishing at a, a crucial part of the season and he's another player now where you're, you're looking to Kiev and going yeah, I fancy watching him there. I fancy him to do something. All the best defending against him. Because he's a bit ragged at times. He's a bit unpredictable. You don't quite know what he's going to do. That's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. Do you think what you've just said, Gareth, do you think what the manager's done, I mean, is that almost not wanting to make a big deal out of yeah. it? Do you think that's a little bit of what it is? To be able it's to like say? a trust, isn't it? Yeah, but also, like, if we sit down and talk about your poor form then we turn it into a big thing and then yeah, you're yeah, going to start yeah. thinking about it even more and you know you could get into your own head and, and why isn't I'm rubbish where it's like it almost seems to me the club's going 
it's, it's sound, you know, you, yeah, you've had a couple of bad games, but you'd be sound too. Yeah, exactly that. I think it, it's a trust in, in them as in individuals and that you'll like that, won't you? You, you won't want to be sort of dressed down or go into a special meeting or whatever because it, it will make you think. You can end up almost overthinking it. I think that's where Mane was at a point, to be honest with this game, that he was overthinking it. Uh, whereas now you're just seeing him back to his more natural self bustling his way through the fences, getting involved. And I think I think he's a bit of an underrated player. I mean, I think, you know, when he was, go all the way back to when he was initially linked to Liverpool, there was a lot of, mm, not sure, and he's a patchy player, and is he consistent, and is he good enough? And yet, you know, he's, he's been fantastic for us. Um, last little thing is on the midfield. The midfield's grown as well. Gareth has had the opportunity to do so. I think Roma, home and away, sort of nailed on exactly what this midfield three does for us. We were all concerned when Oxley Chamberlain went down. Mm. Um, against Roma and but since then Milner, Wijnaldum, Henderson have all stood up and been counted Yeah absolutely Milner in particular I think uh, has been brilliant you kind of thought, thought where, how will this season unfold for yeah. him you know because he had that season at fullback and you knew that wasn't going to happen again and when it was sort of announced to the world he's a midfielder this season I think a lot of us just sort of went well all the best with that how are you, how are you getting a regular game and what are you going to be doing and yet here he is like carving out all these assists and you know finds himself tops of charts and he's another one where he's enjoying himself he's enjoying himself as social media game shows you that and it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant but yeah I mean there's like an I think for, for a team to be successful in the European Cup you have to come through adversity you have to be able to do it and unlikely heroes emerge you know Biscan in, in, in 2005 and things like that and this midfield isn't ideal this midfield isn't the one you would want if you were sitting down at the start of a season and writing it down on paper but fair play to them they, they just keep finding a way and that's why I'm backing them big time to find a way in Kia because they've done it all season yeah, it's it's a big test for them. I think the midfield in particular. I think that's where I wouldn't say I'm worried, but that's that's where I think you could you can see it being maybe one or lost this game because they're going to put numbers in there and they've got good players. And I think that's that's where you think you know that these lads do need to be eight and or nine out of ten. But but they'll feel they can be. I think. As, as Robbo says Milner's resurgence this season has been a, a joy to watch Henderson stepping up in this Roma game has been great and I think he's in really good form at the moment and and Genie seems to just be really enjoying himself seems to have added a little bit of steel but also a, he's been a little bit more forward thinking ever since the, the Chamberlain injury he's away. <laughs> <laughs> and he might just get one in the final you know someone put it against him so yeah look if everyone was fit it wouldn't necessarily be the, 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 the midfield three that we'd all pick but these are the ones we've got and, and you know we need to believe in them um, do we believe in them yeah I do yeah I do I think they'll all step up I think Liverpool will play well and I think look there's things we can control and things we can't and uh, you know as, as fans but also in terms of the Liverpool squad and, and manager I, I, I expect Liverpool to put a big performance in tomorrow night because I think everything suggests this season that, that they're capable of doing it so I think Liverpool are going to play really well if that's enough or not we'll have to wait and see what do you expect them the same, the same. I, I expect them all to be fired up, ready. I think every time you, there's been a big game, pretty much under Klopp, he gets them in the right place mentally, he gets them in the right place to go out there and perform. I think you see that again. Uh, I, I like the way he paints these things. He talks about it being opportunities for them rather than a threat. You know, you can sit there all day and, and dissect stats and that tell you how good Ronaldo's good and, uh, and how good Modric and Cruz and all the rest of them. We all know this. And, and you know, it, it's almost, you, you kind of feel like, 
Klopp likes to kick that in the bushes a little bit and just go, look, they're just fellas. They're just fellas who kick footballs. The same as you. You can go out there, you can perform, you can beat them. So let's go and do that. And this is an opportunity for them. You know, it's an opportunity to, to make their names, put themselves down in history as Liverpool heroes. Prediction? Uh, I'm going to say, I, I think there's going to be lots of goals. And I'm going to say 3-2 to Liverpool. I've said 3-1 to Liverpool all week so I'm sticking with it but I think I can see a 3-2 as well unfortunately Okay, okay I'm going to stick with my 4-2 to someone shout 4-2 uh, to someone is going to remain my shout I've said that all week I'll continue to say it listen there's loads of great stuff on the Anfield app loads of shows loads of talking loads and loads of build up loads of really good writing it's all there theanfieldapp.com for that thank you very much indeed Gareth Roberts and John Gibbons Listen, it's a Friday. It's a Friday night before Liverpool play in a European Cup final and a Champions League final. Who'd have thought the likes? Who'd have thought we'd get to talk about this on this radio show, in this slot? Thank you very much to City Talk. Thank you very much to you for listening. Just enjoy it. Sports Social Podcast Network.